Hey, what's up, guys? This is We the Millennials, where we discuss politics and pop culture from a conservative millennial point of view. My name is Sage. This is Josh. And over the weekend, we both saw uh, Star Wars Episode Eight: The Last Jedi. Oh, yeah. What'd, I liked it, dude. What did you think? I liked it a lot. I yeah, and it was it's, good. And then, like, I, I liked it, right? I liked it a lot. And then I went on Twitter, and then I realized how many people were hating this movie. I know. Well, I mean, we know the uh, the Rotten Tomato score is a the critics have it at a ninety three, right. and the user score is at a fifty seven percent. I don't know if you saw this today, but um, there have been rumors that people have been making troll accounts and just giving it bad scores. Oh, really? Like, yeah, yeah. Why? Just out of spite, or I guess so. I don't I mean people that hated it. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Understand? Right. Disney doesn't care. They came out and said, like, hey, we were, we support Ryan Johnson and the movie. We thought it was great. I thought it was a good movie. I mean, I think some of the, I've read some of the reviews and seen some of the issues. And, yeah, I can see why they're upset. But I think also it's kind of like you just got to enjoy the movie. You can't be just, you know, overly critical of something. Because you can do that with any film, and it's very easy just to hate any film, especially a sci-fi film. You know, especially like, you know, I know one of the things Ben Shapiro said is the the bomb dropping in space. Like, yeah, I get that. You know, they're dropping bombs in space. There's no gravity. I get it. Yeah, but I mean, there's also like a thing called the force and stuff. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, it's just. And, you know, all of Star Wars has explosions. There's no explosions in space. There's yeah, no there's explosion. no exactly. There's no fire. Right. There's no oxygen. Yeah, so there can't so. be any explosions. Uh, if you yeah. wanted to go that route, I mean, all of these films are dumb Dude. and non-scientific. Exactly. Watch like Dunkirk or something, but you can't watch Star Wars and expect realism. Right. I mean, I understand like the whole desire of wanting like you know, we understand that it's a fantasy film. Yeah. You want some semblance of reality, but. I mean, let the bombs go. It's okay. Like yes. gravity in space. All right, whatever, dude. It's a come on, man. I, people nitpicking at this thing, yeah. being overly critical. I mean, I don't, I don't know. I, even with the oh, like saying like, okay, for example, we always said like Batman versus Superman. Right. Yeah, people being overly critical. It wasn't that bad. No, the Last Jedi was like awesome. Right. Yeah. And people are hating on it, like big time. Yeah, that and. You know, there's just things... I felt there's things that could have made it awesome, you know, way better. Sure, yeah. You know, I feel like if they would have let Carrie Fisher go down with the ship, awesome, you know? Yeah. The general go down with the ship. She's out of the... You you know, you don't have to kind of wonder what they're going to do with her in Episode Nine, And, you know, she's got a great send-off in Episode Mm 8, you know? Well, there's so many different ways they could have got rid of her. They right. Yeah. They could. Oh. Oh. By the way, this is uh, spoilers. Oh yeah. Spoilers. <laughs> spoilers for uh, Star Wars Episode Eight. But um, I mean, dude. Yeah. They could have like. I don't know, man. They. I'm now. I'm afraid to say spoilers. <laughs> yeah. For the people. Look. Ah, oh, man. I don't want to alienate already. Our audience ain't even big like that. Who cares? <laughs> I mean, we'll, we'll tag it on the video, whatever. Yeah. Okay. Well. When they bombed the bridge and she got flown into space and yeah. started freezing, like, she could have died. I mean, a nice way to her to die, too. I mean, Correct. it, it would have yeah. been, like, a really sad and tragic way. Or it could have been, like, what you mentioned in the going down with the ship. That could have been, like, a really heroic and sacrificial way to die. Yeah. You know what? I was thinking about this movie. And there's, a, like, like any movie, it's a little, you know, anything has plot holes. And, right. Like, any movie. Um, I just been thinking about this movie more than I more than I think about most movies. Mm-hmm. So of course you're able to like really nitpick, but a few of the nitpicks. Those two ships that got destroyed first, remember during the chase, like yeah. throughout the movie, and they would like let a ship go. All right. Why didn't they just like hyper speed one of them ships into the thing? Yeah, that's a good question. Just one of them would have destroyed everything. Yeah, would have destroyed everything. <laughs> right. I mean, granted. Can those? Oh yeah, all those ships can hyperspeed because they, they all even got the little there. Ones, yeah, yeah, they yeah. all got yeah to where they were at through hyperspeed. Yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, stupid. yeah, you're right. That's little the, things, little things. But granted, like I said, this is you know I loved the movie. I mm-hmm. still loved it. I want to watch it again. 
um but you know with a kid it's hard but yeah it was good man i liked it a lot star wars i've been waiting two years for this movie yeah my second favorite of all time probably if i had to write up yeah i probably it's between number two and number three so i'm having a hard time placing it it's either it's not i don't like it better than episode five but i might like it better than episode four so i don't know if it's before episode four like number two or number three after episode four a new hope so that's where i'm at right now with it i love it though i think it's great yeah like really really good i thought it was better than seven i did too i thought it was better than seven i thought it was much better than rogue one did you like rogue one more than episode uh force awakens or no i think i did okay i don't know if i like it demolished seven but it was up there it just felt like it was a good story yeah you know it wasn't like it was heroic, but not necessarily. You know, it wasn't this great big thing. It was just like ordinary people getting the job done. Yeah. You know. Yeah, I agree. There was like no real fluff in it. I feel like, which I kind of liked. I yeah, there wasn't, but there was like, um, Rogue One was kind of slow. Yeah, it was. That's yeah. my my that's my one thing about it. That's why it's probably not better than seven for me because the beginning and even the middle was a little bit. Dragon. Yeah, it's just explaining a lot, trying to yeah. explain a lot, maybe too much. The of ending, stuff we didn't need like to know. The, the third act was amazing. That's yeah. what yeah. catapults it. Right. You know what I'm saying? But I will say this: there is a um, Rose. You know Rose, Finn's Finn's yeah. like partner. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, this movie didn't have. It had its social justice. Uh, you know, little little yeah. little, little, little quirks, social justice, little jabs. Um, yeah, it did. And one thing I told you after seeing it is like, I feel like Star Wars in the last couple films, they've been really like slowing down on like the aliens, right? The the other extra extraterrestrial life that there is in this huge galaxy that's so well connected. You know, galaxies. You know, and everyone's got a way to be around, you know, each other. Yeah. But we see more humans, you know, in these movies than we do aliens. And we see a diverse group of humans, which is cool. But I also feel like that's just for the sake of pleasing, you know, like a social agenda, which, I mean, it's cool. I don't don't have a problem with it, but, like, I want to see aliens. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, see, like characters. Yeah, I agree with you. It's weird, you know, they're in space and yeah, but there's aliens everywhere. Yeah, no, I agree, and also like the the casino scene. Right. Yeah, that was cool. That scene. That yeah. seemed like a like you were on Earth. Yeah. Right. It they like try to make it Las just Vegas. seem like that's the one percent of the galaxy. Oh, I know. That's what it was. You yeah. know. Yeah. The arms dealers. Leia was part of the one percent her entire life. Right. So I guess she was a princess, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But she was a princess for the people. Amen. Yeah, <laughs> yeah there was just a lot of things in that movie that were like Rose. Yeah. She you, didn't even need to be in right, the film. That, yeah. And you then, gotta have an Asian woman. Yeah, the, the that and then her kissing like Finn at the end. That was stupid. It's like a forced romance, especially in episode seven, how they like hinted at Ray and Finn. And even in episode eight, they yeah. had a long hug. They right. had a nice hug. Well, that and yeah. then like you see like Finn, like when they bring Rose into the ship, he's like helping her. Like she's passed out and then like Ray's looking at him. Yeah, Ray was looking at them and gave him kind of a look. But then Finn is like covering Rose. It's, it's I hope I don't, they, I don't think it'll be like a weird, uh, you know, what is it? Like, like this love, love triangle, triangle yeah. Like, I don't think they'll go that route, God willing. I you hope know? not. But, um, yeah, I don't know, man. There were a few things, like Phasma. She was kind of a a disappointment again. Right. Especially because, like, in, the, in Episode 7, they kind of, everyone has their critiques that she was barely in the movie. Uh, episode 8, they said, yo, she's getting her redemption. No, she, not, like, not really. She no. was in, like, one scene. And she got killed. And she dies. <laughs> Spoiler alert. But, I mean, other than... Other than that, like the whole thing between Kylo and Ray, that like connection and mind, yeah. that was awesome. Yeah, I that like was that. so good. I loved it, loved it, loved it. Yeah, and I like how like Kylo's like he's he doesn't want a master, you know? 
Yeah. He wants to be the master, the supreme leader, which yeah. is cool. And some people hate that Snoke died because we don't know who Snoke is. We wasted movies on Snoke. I don't know. But I think to a degree, I like the mystery that I don't know, you know, who he is, where he comes from. He's just there. You know, same thing with Yoda. Like, that's cool with Yoda. Just, you know, he makes his appearance here. We don't know or really where he came from or anything like that. He just pops up. Yeah, yeah, you I know. agree. There's like just, I think it's cool to have mystery, especially in like sci-fi films. It like, it bolsters the legend of these characters. You know, we find out who's Ray, we find out who uh, Ray's parents are. Nobody. Nobody. Drunks. Drunks that sold her to Ankar Plutt yeah. in the seventh one. Yeah, I mean, uh, I like that. I think, you know, going back to your point of kind of having this mystery for some of the characters, like in May, the Han Solo movie's coming out, and right. man, Han Solo's like a young man in episode four. Do we really need to know anything else about him? We know that he's a scoundrel. Right. I mean... They're going to make him out to be this hero. And, and this is my issue. In episode four, he wasn't a hero. He was a scoundrel and a thief. Right. You know, and he became a hero. That's part of his whole, like, character transformation. But right. in Han Solo movie, they're going to, I mean, this is going to be canon. They're reworking his backstory. He's going to be, like, a noble, heroic guy. I hope, I mean, I would be super surprised if he's not that. Um, yeah. Which I think would really serve the character well if they kept with the scoundrel thief. But they're gonna make him into like a you know hero like you know and it's gonna it's gonna like be uncharacteristic to his character um his character development in the original trilogy and in the new one yeah that's very true i didn't think about it like that but yeah that's true i mean when you meet han nobody really like they're they they hate that they have to work with this guy he's a criminal yeah they hate that they need his help can't trust him you know what i mean so yeah that makes perfect sense so i hope you know, like you said, they do what they're supposed to do and not create this noble thing. Because then it's really not going to make sense. When, once you watch that and then you go to watch, you know, episode four. Yeah, it won't because, I mean, I guess you, you'd you have to watch episode four first right. in order to get it or appreciate it, I guess. But, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. But all in all, I liked the movie a lot. I think it was probably better than I thought it would be. Um, I had high hopes for it already, but right. I, didn't, I, I try to keep my my hopes kind of down anyway, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Now, um, speaking of movies, uh, the Avengers Infinity War trailer came out last week. Yeah. Um, the first thing I wanted to say, why is Captain America leading the Wakandans at the end? Why isn't Black Panther the guy in the front? Right? Is that Wakanda? I'm, I'm assuming Yeah, that's it's Wakanda. Wakanda, yeah. That's what it looks like. Isn't that weird? I mean, I'm not, you know, you know me. I'm no social justice warrior, but, I mean, at the very least, have the king yeah. lead his They're people. kind of like, yeah, that's true. They're not even, like, really side by side. Isn't that weird? Yeah. But did you see, like, the armor he has? Who? Uh, Captain America. Like, the, oh, it's like, like black, full, right? The forearm shields, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it looks cool. It's pretty cool. Yeah. He doesn't have a shield anymore. He no, left yeah, it. he's not Captain America, apparently. He's like, uh, what? I forget the name. The oh, comics. Yeah, He's yeah. something else. Nomad. Nomad. Yeah. That's who he is, the Nomad. Yeah, I mean, um, it looks cool, man. I mean, I like the trailer. It was, uh, for me, because, you know, I don't really like Marvel. Yeah. I hated Age of Ultron. Yeah, that was trash. And, and you didn't like Spider-Man. I didn't like Spider-Man. Uh, Avengers 1. It's not that great for me. My my favorite part of that whole thing was the Hulk turning into the Hulk. Yeah. You didn't you you refused to watch the new Thor, which is pretty good. Yeah, you know, a Thor movies. Even though I know that this one is a lot better than the previous ones. Yeah. It, it's just Marvel doesn't really do it for me, for a few reasons, but. Uh, Infinity War, I'm excited for. I think the trailer was cool. You know, hearing Josh Brolin's voice finally mm. as Thanos, like in the background. Like, yeah. Seeing him, because he looks a lot better than you know what we've seen in the past. 
Yeah, I mean, they put some money into this movie. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And um, I think it's going to be a darker Marvel. I, I feel like that's probably why you like it, or you you, you feel like you're going to like it a little right, more. Yeah. It's it, it does feel like it's going to be a darker Marvel film. Right. People are going to die, I think. I don't know. I, I thought people. So. I thought people were going to die in Civil War, but it didn't happen. So yeah. I would assume, though, people are going to die. At the very least, like Vision, something's going to happen to Vision. Because he has a stone. Vision, War Machine, come on. War Machine needs to go. He's just trash. Like, there's people we don't really need. I wouldn't be surprised if Falcon died. Yeah, that's what I was just going to say, Falcon. All the black heroes, except for Black <laughs> Panther. <laughs> They're <terrible>. gone. <laughs> They're all expendable, apparently. But yeah, I mean, I don't know. We'll see, man. I, I'm, I'm kind of excited for it. We'll see. I mean, this is like the first time where I'm kind of getting that fatigue. That like superhero fatigue. I thought I'd never get it, but I'm kind of like, yeah. Yeah, I've been feeling this for like a while where it's like, is this all Hollywood has? Like, is this the best? Oh, yeah. That we can do? Is this the only creativity that we that exists anymore? Is just to make superhero movies or reboots, remakes, sequels? Yeah. That's all we're doing. We're doing remakes, reboots, sequels. And superhero movies and like adaptations of books right like teen yeah. books yeah that's true that's it yeah like when was the last original story we saw on the screen i mean even even movies we love I mean, we're not we're not saying like we're super against all that either like you know kingsman i love kingsman right that's an adaptation of a comic book yeah fine cool whatever but i mean there used to be movies that were original films and mm-hmm. there's they're not really there anymore i mean Dude, they're rebooting everything. Things that like don't need re- they reboot like what point blank two years ago and it was the movie was the, the first movie was like okay and then yeah. the second movie was trash. It like, was even worse. Dude, Flatliners this year. Yeah. Why'd you remake Flatliners of all movies? Yeah. I think they're getting we're getting a Friday the thirteenth remake, a um we're getting a Nightmare on Elm Street remake. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's a lack of creativity. It seems, at least, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's, it's, it's like the other day, you know, we, you were there. We watched The Machinist. I think that was like a good movie. You cool know? original idea. Yeah. yeah, you know, wasn't it wasn't gr- it was great in terms of performance as far as Christian Bale goes, but yeah, it was cool know, though. It was a you know C plus B movie maybe. Yeah, I'll say that. You know, and then you got movies like uh, a couple years ago, Sicario with Benicio del Toro. Dang yeah, that Emily was like- Blunt. Good those movie. are great performances, though, from yeah, both man. of those. Well, this guy, Denny Villeneuve, the uh, director. Oh, yeah. Arrival. He's, he's great. Oh, yeah. Arrival. We haven't seen... Have you seen Blade Runner? No. No, nah, me neither. Yeah. But I heard good things. It's supposed yep. to be really good. Yep. Yeah. He's, supposed to be like a cinematography like masterpiece. Yeah. Yeah. He's the man, though. Yeah. Um, Sicario with Arrival with Prisoners a couple years ago. That was yeah, a that great was a movie. Yeah. Um, yeah, he's on he's on the verge. He's like the next Nolan, I feel. He's good, dude. Yeah. He he said he wants to do a Star Wars movie, but not a saga movie. He wants to do like a one-off like Solo oh, really? or Rogue One. Yeah. That might be cool. Yeah. Be really artsy. I don't know. Yeah, I feel yeah. You know, it would be like a real deep one, you know. Yeah. And I don't know if you really want that with Star Wars. Exactly. Yeah, it wouldn't be too much. I feel like war movies. I've always loved war movies, but like lately, there's been like awesome ones. You know. Yeah, bro. Dunkirk was amazing. Dunkirk, Hacksaw Ridge. Hacksaw Ridge is good. What else is there? I mean, Lone Survivor. That was a few years ago, though. That was good. Thirteen, 13 hours, hours. You love. Oh, I love Thirteen Hours. Yeah. It's like your favorite movie. <laughs> I love that. Movie. <laughs> I feel yeah. like it's just so action packed. Yeah. It's just so like nonstop. Yeah, it's a good movie. That's Michael Bay, too. I like Michael Bay, though. Yeah, I like Michael Bay. I like Bad Boys, too. I don't care. Yeah, I love Bad Boys, too. I People give me, always giving me stuff for liking Bad Boys, too. But I love that movie. The Bad Boys 3 is supposed to be coming out, but it looks like it's... I think they canceled it. Oh, they did? Yeah. Finally? Because yeah. it was like back and forth. Yes, I think no. they canceled it. I think Martin Lawrence doesn't want to do it. Gotcha. He's not doing nothing, really. You know what I'm saying? He's kind of like... Yeah, he probably just wants to retire. Dude. Yeah, dog. He's getting all... Will Smith still, Bright's coming oh, out. Oh, Bright, yeah, Friday. Friday, oh, wow. We gotta watch that. Bright and something else is coming out. Uh, have you seen the previews for uh, the movie Hostels with Christian Bale? No. Where he's like a uh, 
I don't know if he's a Confederate general or a Union general. Really? But he has to escort a uh, Native American to back to his like tribe. And it looks pretty good. That's I mean, cool. Yeah, I don't know. It looks pretty interesting. Oh, wow. They uh, what's her name? Rosamund uh, Pike. Rosamund Pike. Rosamund Pike, yeah. From uh, Gone Girl. Yep, she's in She's there. in it. Ben Foster is in there. Oh, he's the man. He's from... Um, yeah. Oh, that's another movie, dude. That's a version of Hella High Water. Hella High Water. That was a good movie. That was a great movie. It's kind that of slow, but I mean, it's It's, it's really good, though. Good. It's really compelling. Yeah. Well, net neutrality happened. Yes, net neutrality. And and the world went crazy. I don't know if the world went crazy. Cause I don't, yeah, I really didn't see international news that much being so crazy. Now, as far as CNN, the leftists, the you left know, went these crazy. These little leftist magazines, Box, uh, was the other one? Salon, Salon, uh, Buzz you know, all Feed, this stuff. and all that. Just the left went crazy. Yes, they went absolutely. And crazy. because they are the majority of what we hear, the voices that we hear, um, it seemed like the world was literally ending. New York Times, or I think the New York Times had a uh, New Yorker. New Yorker. They all were bugging out. Yeah. As if, like, in 2014, we were okay without net neutrality. Like, like that wasn't a thing. Right. Yeah, I mean, it's interesting. A lot of people um, on social media were bugging out on Twitter, on Facebook. <sighs> Man, I'm just convinced that most people just don't know what they're talking about when they speak about political issues. Right, I think... It's like the hot topic of the day. You know what I'm saying? They see a headline... They read up a little bit about it, did their, you know, quote-unquote research, and now they're experts. Yeah, I think it's, I think that is the issue. It's, you know, you, I think you have to look at both sides. You know, even, you know, no matter what side you're coming from, whether you're on the, the left, the right, centrist, whatever. You know, you got to look at both sides and really examine, like, what exactly is going on here and look at, so, for example, net neutrality, we had tons of examples of was it, was it good going forward and what was it like before? So what was the Internet like before net neutrality? What was it like after? And then what do we have to look forward to, again, after it's passed? So, you know, before 2015, 2014, what was wrong with the Internet? There was not a big blockade of information. Was, there was no censorship going on from telecommunications companies, internet, uh, ISPs. There was none of this. There was no real hike up in prices. And none of this stuff happened. The internet's an amazing thing. Right. Because uh, at the time, and now, uh, after dealing with a two-year kind of gap in the middle... It's the only thing on in the world, really, that does not have re- like a central government or central power regulating it. Right. It's free across the world. Internationally, the internet is the internet. It's its own entity. Correct. But when you get something like uh, a net neutrality, it, it creates those limits, those regulations. Now, other countries have regulations against the internet. Correct. China. Um, China, Iran, um, yeah. a number of different countries have those regulations and because they want to censor what information goes you know i want to say comes out but more so it's what information goes in they want to keep their you know their people kind of on lock north korea doesn't have internet they have an intranet it's crazy but america being the free place that we are we didn't until obama and um until until he he was president uh and not even in his last two years of his presidency really Uh, or last year rather and um he kind of put this in place and it was to protect he said it was to protect some of the uh smaller isps and and protect the consumers but in reality it's not protecting anybody really there's a reason why and people i mean think about this people there's a reason why mega huge corporations are for net neutrality 
We talk yeah. about we talking about big money. We talk about corporations. The left hates it. The left hates these big corporations that have all the power. Mm-hmm. Why do you think Google, Amazon, Netflix, Yahoo? Why do you think they're for net neutrality, guys? Yeah. It's not for the goodness of the world. It's for their bottom line. Right. They they know that with that they're making more money. They're cornering the market, so that smaller ISPs can't prosper. Not only can't they prosper, they can't even start up. Right. Now that's a possibility, and everyone says, "Yeah, but no, the ISPs are gonna uh, attack the small." No, they won't. Who they're gonna attack is the is the the Amazons, the Googles, the Netflix, because they use up more bandwidth, so they can charge them more. Right. Which is good, guys. I mean, if you're against these big corporations, this is something that should be good. Right. I don't understand. Not only that, we're talking about, you know, uh, these people that want net neutrality. A lot of them. Uh, they just so happen to also hate Donald Trump, our president. Uh, so they want a government that is led by Donald Trump to <laughs> regulate the internet. Right. I, I, I don't then, see. I don't see how that works. Yeah, and then they would say like the FCC. Well, the FCC is you know independent. Well, yes, they're independent, but they also are established and elected or or appointed appointed by. The president of the United yeah. States, Donald Trump. Yeah, like, he how do you think Ajipai got the job, guys? Yeah. Hello. So, yeah, so it's, it's, it's really, it, it makes no sense that you want this, this centralized government, the one that you hate, this fascist government. Yeah. You know, to run the internet. It's so interesting. Like, I mean, and taking it out of even net neutrality, just government, just like in general, government right. control. Like you mentioned, I mean. So many people are, I'm anti-government to an extent, you know what I mean? Yeah. But these people talking about fascist government, this, this, and that. We got fascism uh, and white supremacy ruling the nation right now. But yeah, let's let them all control everything about our lives. Let's let them control, let's let the fascists control um, how many guns we can have. Let's let the fascists control the internet, uh, you can't have it both ways. You, right. you got to be consistent. Yeah, it's very inconsistent. Yeah, whether it's fascism or capitalism, I want the government out of the internet. Whether it's fascism or capitalism, I want the government out of my guns. It's, it's right. very simple. Yeah. And, I, you know, a lot of people don't realize, and a lot of people think, well, no one in their right mind wants to, the government doesn't want to censor speech. Well, around the world, this is already happening. Around the world, people are already threatening uh, Facebook with uh, monitoring and censoring the content that is put on its website because it might be viewed as hate speech. One of the primary countries that does this is England. There's you know people in Parliament that want Facebook to hire more people to censor what they feel is hate speech against Muslims or other ethnic groups within England. And Facebook is already obliging. They're already doing this. They're already hiring more people to comb Facebook, you know, in certain uh, countries to take this content off. And who knows what these people are already saying, you know, really saying if it's truly hate speech or, you know, or even the fact that even if it is hate speech, listen, you have the freedom to get on Facebook, get off Facebook, delete people on Facebook, block people, mute them. I mean, there's a plethora of things that you can do to remove yourself from this content. But to ask the government to step in and regulate these things in any country is just going to push government further and further into your personal life until you realize, or you may never realize, that, guess what, you're under a dictatorship. But I, th- I, th- I really think people, they love to be ruled by something, government, you know, whatever it may be, they really love to have this kind of control over them. And not everyone, but mostly the left, and they don't realize it. They think it's giving them more freedom or more peace. Or, or safety. Yeah, it's safety. It's like a false sense of safety. You're, you're sacrificing freedom, the ability to do whatever you want for freedom. The Swedes have already been doing this. They've already sacrificed their freedom of speech. They go to jail for talking against Islam. Whether for thinking that it's a bad idea, a bad religion, 
they can serve prison time for talking against Islam. This is absolutely ridiculous. And they do it in the name of peace to have no animosity, right? To have no conflict. But you just sacrifice just a basic freedom, yeah. speech. And they wanted to, they, they assume that it's going to stop at a certain point right. where they want it to stop, but it yeah, won't. It's not. It won't. I mean, we see that here with the whole uh, sexual allegations and stuff that are running rampant through the media and Hollywood. Um, a, a lot of this, I would, I think, is based off of the general, understand what I'm saying, like the general liberal sense of, you know, look, anything is sexual allegations and to a certain extent. Now, what I'm, I'm, what I'm not condoning any of it. I right. think... Um, True sexual harassment needs to be condemned, and those people need to be kicked out of Hollywood, kicked out of fire from their jobs. A lot of these guys are gross, and I mean women as well that have been called out. But I don't think the left re- like <laughs> I don't think they realized just how far this would go. I mean, we have leftist warriors being called out now. I mean, Chris Matthews just the other day we found yeah. out a rumor that a couple years ago he paid out somebody for sexual allegations right. to, to stay quiet. You know what I'm saying? It's not stopping, which is good. This is a good, good thing. I mean, but we see here, I mean, uh, last week on December 12th, uh, Roy Moore, he lost, right? Yep. Now, um, after the election, Senator Al Franken, guess what? Democrats before the election were urging him to, uh, to resign, and he said he was going to resign, and now Democrats are telling him not to. Yeah. What, that's horrible. This is the issue. It's we're playing politics, and this is on both sides. On both sides, the fact that the you know the RNC endorsed Roy Moore, the fact that our president endorsed Roy Moore, this is horrible, bro. Yeah. I mean, I, and I, I it's very frustrating because what happened to morality? What happened to dignity? What happened to principle? You get what I'm saying? Roy Moore, this guy is. Yeah. it's not just some random claims. These are very substan- these are substantiated claims, claims that are reliable. That it, and it seems like this guy's a creep, and he actually is kind of like a pedophile, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. He's, he's trying to get at uh, young teenage women. Um, when he was like the assistant DA, he was like 35. That's gross. He was, yeah, four, he was talking to 14-year-olds. But we have a president of the United States who, who endorsed him. I mean... Yeah. If Donald Trump would have just said, look, don't vote for Roy Moore. Vote someone in. But to endorse the guy? Right. We didn't even... And the thing is, too, is that we didn't need that seat right now. No. So if we would have just gave that seat away come 2018, we have a whole whole election cycle of, you know, Republican seats, Democrat seats we can take. Yeah, I mean, that you know, it would go a lot better for us. The strategic thing to do, like you said, would have just take the L and say, "Look, don't vote, don't vote Roy Moore, RNC. Do not back Roy Moore." Yeah, that was dumb and so late in the game. Why? Why? And then, so now the RNC, the Republicans, look like creeps. They look like they look gross. When in, dude, in four years we're gonna get that seat in Alabama back. Like, yeah. the Republicans are going to get that seat back. Yeah, Doug Jones barely won. He barely won against a pedophile it's like in Roy 1%. Moore. Yeah, exactly. So, like, forget about... But this is the thing, and people are people act like every every election that we, we have is like a Armageddon. We can't lose this one. You get what I'm saying? If we lose right. this one... Everything goes downhill from here. No, man, you you got to play the long game. I think Democrats are a lot better at playing the long game. Yeah, it's true. It's very true. I think Democrats are a lot better at the political game in general. I mean, you see how quickly they turned on Franken. Oh yeah. Quick and it, um, it, 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 Conyers. Nothing. Oh yeah. Nothing personal. It's nothing personal, guys. But for us, dude, it's like yeah, it's for the oh sake of the party. Exactly, That's dude. What it is. Republicans, though, it's like, oh no, what do we do? What do we do? And they panic. And endorse the guy. Oh my gosh! And then we, and then he loses, more loses, and the Republicans look gross. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. He showed up on a horse. Did you see that? I know, dude. <laughs> it's like a family tradition. What a weirdo, dude. He's so dumb, dude. 
uh, you know, and it's like to, he showed up there to vote. And, I'm, you know, he's around his supporters, but happy, like, hey, we're going to win this one. You know, it's just it wasn't a good look for him, one, because he just looked like a creep. It doesn't look good for the Republicans who are out there voting for him because it's just kind of like they don't care anymore. You know, they don't care about any values. They don't care about the importance of future elections. They don't care about any of that. And if you want, and the thing is, if you want a successful Trump presidency, you have to care about these things because you're going to need those seats. Yeah. Because bills got to get passed through the House and through the Senate, and you need Republicans in those seats. Yeah, now it's 51 to 49 in the Senate. Yeah. Uh, that's not a. I mean, all it takes is one McCain vote to go the other way, and yeah, the bill's not being passed. You get what I'm saying? And like you mentioned, this this is pivotal for for Trump's presidency. You know, just not to pivot too far, but there's some good things happening. Trump is doing some stuff, man. Yeah, he's he, you, know, you know he's I mean? getting things done. I mean, it took him a while. Yeah, it did. You know, this whole thing is just take this whole tax plan has taken very long. You know, it should yeah. have been the repeal that you know still waiting for Obamacare. Yeah. Um, you know he's got good uh, appellate judges. You know, lower courts. So that's good. I mean, he's got good nominees. Now, I want to ask you a question. Yeah. Um, I've been thinking. Okay, so I've been. I think we both been pretty open about the fact that we voted for donald trump right i voted for donald trump in 2016 um some people might find that a surprise some might most people will not but i've been thinking man so i heard an explanation as to why character matters right and i never heard this before and it's like a it's common sense to an extent but you know I was told that the reason why character matters is because, you know, I, as we as we both know, we America is not a straight democracy. It's a republic, right? Right. So we elect people to represent us, right? We elect a person to represent us, and then that person can then make their own decisions. Now, if it was a straight democracy, everything would be up to four vote, and majority would always win. Majority rules. Um, the reason why character matters is we vote for someone with good character, and we can trust that they're going to make good decisions on our behalf. Right. Someone with bad character, we can't really trust that they would make the best decision all the time. Right? Yeah, makes sense. So, now, man... As we both probably agree, Donald Trump doesn't have the best character. I think we agree with that. He's definitely not a Christian, not a believer. Granted, I know he says it, but so does like half of the country. (laughs) Um, I mean, he's kind of a pig, you know, to an extent. I mean, I'm not trying to be disrespectful, but I mean, you know, a lot of these things are, he's not. He has his own sexual allegations made against him. Exactly. He's um, a little, you know, to put it kind of simply, he's a little abrasive. Yes. And, uh arrogant right yep, absolutely hmm so the character his character is not quite where it should be for an elected official you know uh, historically and for our standards i would say especially as believers right now i'm i if the uh 2016 election were to happen today i am not sure i would vote for him even with every all the good that he's done um, I'm not sure I would vote for him for conscience sake, conscience. Now I'm kind of working through this. So I'm not like, I don't know yet, but I still wouldn't vote for Hillary Clinton. But I, what I'd most likely do is probably write someone in. Uh, I wouldn't not vote because I mean, I, I like, I want, I want to vote, I want to exercise my right. But for my own conscience, I might've wrote, wrote someone. In. And this is all brand new kind of this is my head changing, you know, or, or my mind changing as we speak. You know what I'm saying? Like, as I'm learning more things, as I'm maturing, this is kind of the conclusion I'm moving toward. But what do you think? What do you think about what I'm saying? Yeah, I mean, I think 
if I were to go back to 2016 November, yes, I would vote for Donald Trump. Um, I'm not looking for a moral leader for my country. Do I understand the argument that I'm looking for someone with a good sense of just a good moral compass in that I can trust that he makes the right decision? Sure. Do people around him uh, factor into your decision? Yes, the people around him definitely factor. Sure. Absolutely. And I would say more than what he is. Sure. we got a Mike Pence next to Correct. him as the vice who's deal- probably dealing with more, more of the policy issues than actually Trump is. Yeah, then, yeah, then we might think. We don't know. I yeah. mean, again, Trump's getting all the credit because that's what he loves, you know. But, yeah. you know, he did have a Steve Bannon in there, which, you know, it's kind of like, you know, it's how do you... Questionable. You know, he's very just and very much a nationalist, you know, just wants to be very secluded from the world. Yeah. We live in a world where it's kind of hard to do that in terms of, uh, you know, just policy and security. I'm not saying it's impossible, but there's difficulties that, you know, previous actions and presidents have put us in where it makes it difficult to do that. But, yes, I would vote for Donald Trump again, again. I don't think he's a great president right now. I think he's doing good things. I like the things that he's doing. Some of the stuff that he does is very, very, like you said, he's very abrasive. Definitely a lot of absurdities going on with Trump. Uh, It does at times feel like a reality television show when you turn on the news and you see things you know, him going back and forth with LeVar Ball. On Twitter. You know, and then you got Amarosa, you know, resigning from the White House. And people are saying, no, she was kicked out. You know, she, her and Kelly had a, th- had a thing. They were going back and forth yelling. And then it, it just feels like everyone who's, not everyone, but some people who he are he's getting rid of. You know, Steve Bannon is gone. Amarosa is gone. There's certain people that it seemed like they were around there maybe for the attention, maybe just for the status, just for pretty much they had the opportunity to do it, so why not? It seems like those things are slowly being picked away. And it also seems like he's also listening and learning to a certain degree on how he should be acting, the policies, and the things that should be most important you know with his presidency sure so i think from where we were starting with uh president trump to where we are now i think it's i don't want to say night and day because you still have like i said those things where he's going back with celebrities yeah you know but he's making improvements on focusing on policies yeah i would agree man i and i think i think uh, General Kelly is playing a huge role. Yes, and I don't. I mean, people haven't really been talking about him too often because I think he stays out of the spotlight. But that, that's what he's supposed to be. Doing. Yeah, exactly. You know, he's not supposed to be one of those people. Hey, let me go out there and talk to you know. And another thing is, you know, uh, Sarah Huckabee Sanders. You know, those things where she gets you know into the back and forths with Jim Acosta. And you have Jim Acosta. He wants to talk about Jim Acosta yeah. all the time. You know, those things also distract and make just Trump, even though he's not there, he's not talking. And, you know, Sarah feels like she has to defend Trump, which I get. She's a part of the administration. She's going to defend it. It's her job to an extent. Right. So those things also distract. But I agree with you. Someone like J- Kelly, he's looking at his job. And he's saying, this is what I'm supposed to be doing. I'm going to execute it. Regardless of maybe backlash he might get, he's not worried about the public's eye because he's not in it. He's avoiding that. He's trying to get down to the problems and trying to sort things out. I think, yes, maybe he has a lot to do with he's starting to clean house. He's getting in Trump's ear and being like, listen, this is what needs to happen. And if you, you know, you want to leave a great legacy, this is what you got to do. Yeah, he's doing a good job, man. He's doing a good job. And to be fair, um, 
Sarah Sanders is doing good too, man. Especially she compared is. to 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 Spicer. Oh yes. Um, she's yes. really. I mean, she's really articulate. She answers the questions, and right. if you really think about it, there hasn't really been anything, any like controversy with her since no. she's been in. I mean, Spicer, no, he was every other day. He was, he would say something. You know what I'm saying? Right. It's just the media that makes it a big thing. Yeah. When she and she's being attacked, the administration's being attacked. So, like you said, yes, to an extent, that's her job. She's going to defend it. But the media blows it out of proportion. Yeah. I and, they, and they make her seem bad. But Trump, overall, I think he's doing good. You know, he recently, you know, said Jerusalem is the capital capital of Israel. Good stuff. You know, that's great. Really you know, good, I think yeah. it bolsters our relationship with Israel. You know, they want to move, they're going to move the embassy to, to Jerusalem. Obviously, the left went crazy. Lives were lost. You know, the day of rage was coming. Yeah. People were dying all because of Donald Trump. It's like the fourth day of rage for the Palestinians, by the way, this year. So. Right. So, you know, it's just very much you look at this and it's no, this is this is always going on, right? The Palestinians' day of rage, it's a, it's a 24-7 thing. You know, Israel is not a place of, it's a place that definitely wants peace. It, it, it would love to have some peace. But because of the Palestinians and just this this need that they, they feel like they want to extinguish the Jews. They need to extinguish them in order to have any semblance of peace. It, it, it creates this tension. Well, people don't know that. Like a lot of, especially, I mean, I hate, I hate bringing it back, but a lot of people on the left just don't don't know the facts regarding this this situation a lot of people want to you know hey uh like i said kind of go back to reading a wikipedia and then they're they're kind of experts on the matter but no i mean there's been multiple deals that israel has tried to uh you know coordinate with palestine or with the palestinians um, with iraq iran a lot of these countries they've all been declined because they want the whole entire state of israel correct they don't. Israel at one point was willing to give up ninety percent of their land to garner peace, and the Palestinians said no. Right. The Palestinian Authority said no. What I mean, people just don't understand that this is not a, a, a this is not a two sided conflict. Really, if we're being a hundred percent, like right. you said, Israel wants peace. Right. The reason that they have those walls up is because. You know, people are trying to get in and, you know, right. commit terror attacks. It happens every day in Israel. Yeah, I mean, stabbings, people are shootings, being killed, bombings, car, are, you know, car rammings. All yeah, that. there's a reason why Israel is uh, like the West in the midst of the Middle East while everything else around them is barbaric. Correct. What do you think that is? Is it because of oppression? Because uh, they oppressed? No, it's not. It doesn't make any sense. And it's not like they keep the... It's not like they don't extend their hand to help, you know. Yeah, like, I mean, how many times do we talk about, uh, you know, uh, these terrorist cells, they, uh, I don't know how many people know this or not, but these terrorist cells, they shoot off missiles into Israel from underneath elementary schools in the Palestinian states, right? right? So... When Israel retaliates, they happen to just be, uh, you know, shooting a missile at an elementary school. But these terrorist cells, they also force the teachers and the children to stay in the school. And this is all while Israel's, they literally, the loudspeaker in, they literally let everyone know over the radio, we are attacking this area, we are bombing this area Everyone, please evacuate. Right. People don't. People don't hear this. though. the media doesn't doesn't report on things like this, and so they don't hear it, man. Yeah, and I don't know if you. This was a while back. This was like last month. But you know, is Israel extended aid to Iran after its earthquakes? Wow. And Iran said no. <laughs> just out of, <laughs> just out of spite, you know. Yeah, it's the same deal with when they, at the Olympics. <laughs> if right. they if they go up against a, an Israeli team, they won't shake their hand. All right, that, I remember the judo world champions just <laughs> happened recently, and nobody, you know, the Iranians did not want to shake the hand. They didn't of, shake any Israeli athlete's hand. Yeah. Oh, and you saw the Miss Universe picture. 
No. Um, Miss Universe, um, uh, you know, the competition, Miss right. Iraq took a selfie with Miss Israel and like, hey, look, let's create peace, this, this, and that. Um, she got, she's getting death threats right now. Yeah. Miss Iraq is getting death threats for taking a selfie with Miss Israel. Yeah. Guys, this is, uh, Miss Israel's not getting any death threats, guys. Just so you know. And if she is, they're coming from the other side of the wall. You know what I mean? But this is the issue is that they're tearing up their own because that's how much their hatred for the Jews, you know, is is kind of taking over their culture. Right. It's, it's a cultural thing. You yeah. know what I mean? It's, it's a like cultural that, mindset. Or it's like that video. I sent it to you, I believe, the Israel Collective. And it was, um, I think it was it was titled, Am I the Enemy? Yeah. It was the yeah. Palestinian, or he was a Kuwaiti, I believe. Mm-hmm. And uh, he was told that his, you know, grandmother was a Jew, but later converted to uh, Islam. Islam. And, you know, he said he always thought about that, you know, this, you know, his grandmother being a Jew. But he also, he explains, you know, throughout the thing, you know, just being inundated with this idea that, you know, Israelis are evil you know, we should pray that the the Israeli children are orphaned, that uh, they die, they're animals, you know, all these things. And, uh, you know, one day he, you know, comes across this this guy and he asks him, you know, he asks, are you Jewish? And then he says, no, I just like, you know, dressing like this or whatever. And he's like, yeah, I'm a Jew. And eventually, you know, the guy invites him to his house. I guess he went to the synagogue, maybe. Um, And people were inviting them, you know, to his house. And, you know, he's kind of like, you know, dumbfounded by this because his whole life he's being told that these are evil people. They want him dead. They hate him. They're animals. But he realizes that more than anything, that these people just want peace. They just want to live in peace. It's a great video. I mean, if we can link it through the podcast, we'll do it. But, um, yeah, it's a, it's a great video. I think it's called Am I the Enemy? Yeah, I'll try to link it. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that was a great video, man. It really, and it really, like you said, it just sheds light on the, the, on, the, on the real situation. Not the situation that's pushed on us by the media. Right. Um, and this, you know, Israeli oppression. No, man, like... People really need to do some some history reading, some some research on history. Right. These you know reading articles aren't going to do you justice, whether it be from the left or the right. You're going to get biased. Learn the history, and you'll see the truth when you really look at the history behind right. the the conflict. You know. But yeah, guys, um, you know it's been a while. Um, hopefully, we can be more consistent with our videos, but. Or with our podcast, rather. But, uh, Josh, where can they find you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at uh, Joshua underscore the gray, G-R-A-Y. I'm sorry. Yeah, you can find me. <laughs> you can find me on Twitter at uh, Sage underscore Rodrigo. That's Sage underscore R-O-D-R-I-G-O. All right, guys. This is We the Millennials. We'll see you. See it. Merry Christmas.